Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Two Beats in the Podcast. This is episode two of season two. With me, I have Simon Strawn. Hi, everybody. And I'm Michael Platten. And today we're going to be talking about how to prevent ear infections and also what happens when you get an ear infection and the different types of ear infection you get. So the first thing we need to cover is, like I said, preventing ear infection. So how do we prevent children getting an ear infection? And that's either on the outside of the ear, the middle ear. We don't really we don't cover the inner ear because that's completely separate. So with the, or the external ear or the outside canal, we need to make sure that the ears in general are kept clean, but not inside. So just on the outside. And try prevent stuff getting in. So that's either stuff that we put in or things that accidentally go in. So foreign bodies. And in our previous podcast... Foreign bodies sometimes are put on on purpose. Yes. By these siblings. Beads. I've seen yeah. a cockroach Me too. In, in an ear. You mm. just go in, there's just legs. <laughs> it's the worst feeling in the world. Mm. They go down and they just dig to the eardrum and that's catastrophically painful. Mm. Anyway, we, we, we digress. So when when we're talking about the external ear, what we want to be sure about is that we don't in any way damage the lining of the ear canal by putting things in there that we shouldn't be putting in, like in in attempts to try and clean out wax. We spoke about this in the last episode, and that's number one. Uh, And then secondly, uh, you know, lots and lots of water whooshing in and out of the ear, like in swimmers, that can cause it. Uh, If somebody has put a foreign body, like a bead or something in the ear, that can stay there and cause an infection. So we need to get that out. Uh, The tricky part about this is that um, sometimes children don't stuff in and don't know they've got it in. Mm. Uh, You'll examine a child's ear and go, oh my goodness, why is this blue bead here? And the mom will like, what are you talking about? What is not a grommet? (laughs) So... So the, the integrity, it's called, the functioning of that external ear is very important. So we don't disrupt that. So even if you, even if you scratch the inside of your ear, that is going to disrupt it. Uh, and if you're trying to clean wax out, so just leave that external ear canal alone as much as you can. Try your best not to let stuff get in. So if you are going to do lots of swimming, try and wear earplugs. If you are washing your child's hair, you don't have to be crazy about not letting water in. But try not to let water in. If water does get in, nothing's going to happen unless it's happening on a regular, regular, regular basis and it's got lots of soap in it or lots of other bits and pieces. And get, So generally that's and it. The, the, the nice thing about the ear is that it's a closed tube, as we've explained. Mm. I'm sure that when you jumped into the pool like, and put your head under the water, water doesn't automatically easily get into your ear mm. unless you turn your head upwards and then or to the side and then water runs in. Mm. So if you're just bathing your child, that that air that's stuck in the eardrum will probably, in the ear canal, will probably keep that water out. Yeah. But then we talk about the, the inner ear or the middle ear. And the middle ear, as we said, is separate from the outer ear, but it is connected by a tiny tube called the eustachian tube to the back of your nose. And through that eustachian tube is how we equalize pressure in our ears. You know, when you're traveling down to the seaside on and, a plane. You're, and on a plane, your ears mm-hmm. get a bit blocked, you need to unblock them. You're doing that through your eustachian tube. So, that tube has to be open all the time to make sure that whatever's collecting in the middle ear can drain out because there's obviously stuff that collects there as part of life. Mm-hmm. And 
when pressure changes, so whether you're diving into a swimming pool and pressure changes or you're in a car on a plane going down to the seaside or wherever you're flying, you need to be able to make sure that the pressure in that middle ear equalizes with mm-hmm. normal atmospheric pressure, and that's what that eustachian tube is for. So anything that blocks the eustachian tube or anything that encourages stuff to whoosh up the nose can potentially whoosh into the eustachian tube, into the middle ear, and cause an infection. Yeah, so it can get blocked on so on the inside in the middle ear, yeah. in the tube itself, mm. or in the sinuses. Mm. And often ear infections don't happen in isolation. It's normally a, an inciting or a, an initial infection that causes it. So often they have a sinus infection or a sinus congestion, and that blocks that eustachian tube. Or a common cold, which is a virus, and yes. just blocks your nose up. You can imagine in little children how small and how short and how thin that eustachian tube is, mm. and how often children get these common colds. So the moment that blocks up and you can't get air to whoosh up and down and equalize pressure in that middle ear, you're going to get a blockage and you're going to get pressure buildup and you're then going to start getting fluid infections. So you say pressure buildup, which is absolutely right, but also the body naturally removes air out of the middle ear. And if it's blocked off, if that eustachian tube is blocked off and there's no extra fluid and there's no irritation in the middle ear, the body is going to slowly remove that air. It's going to create a vacuum. Correct. And that's going to start pulling the eardrum in and cause exceptionally like intense pain. Yeah. As it pulls it in and creates this negative pressure in the middle ear, it sucks the eardrum into the middle ear, up against the three bones in the middle ear, and then it also starts to suck from the lining of the middle ear. It starts to suck fluid mm. into it. That fluid mm. builds and builds and builds and builds. You get increasing pressure, increasing pressure. The eardrum now starts to bulge the other way, bulging so into outward. outward, into the external canal, and that's when you get real severe ear pain and you start getting infection. You can, in the course of a common cold, when your nose is very blocked and very snotty, and you've now blocked up that eustachian tube, you could easily get a pressure change in your middle ear, draw in some fluid, then you blow your nose really well and you've opened the eustachian tube and the fluid drains out again. So you can examine a child during a cold and today the ear looks terrible, tomorrow the ear looks fine. But when that's been hanging around, when the fluid's been hanging around in that middle ear for a length of time and it's become infected and now there's ear pain and there's fever, mm-hmm. that's when you look at it and go, in that situation, there's a debate about whether you leave it or don't leave it because there is a higher risk of complications if you mm. don't leave it, especially in short, in young children under three. Yeah. Jumping into a pool feet first like a little pencil, doing somersaults into the pool that makes water whoosh up. How many times have you swum in the sea and then you get out and you feel a bit full in your head and you yeah. put your head over and you know what happens. The water just runs out your nose. Mm-hmm. That's how the water whooshes up there. Pollution, cigarette smoke, anything that's going to irritate allergies uh, to pollen, cats, dogs, anything that irritates the lining of that nose is going to cause a inflammation, a swelling, and then a blockage of that tiny opening of that eustachian tube Mm. right at the back of the nose. And normally the first sign of that is a difference in hearing. Well, you you may feel a bit kind of deafish in one ear. Children aren't going to tell you that. in the little ones, sometimes you can see that they may be a little bit off balance. Mm. Yeah, because that affects your, your inner ear, yes. which controls your balance. Yes. So often mums will come and say, baby keeps touching the ear, and Ooh, it just seems a little bit off balance. Uh, and that then would be that there's this pressure buildup because something happens in the nose that's blocking that eustachian tube. Uh, I just need to quickly bounce back to the external canal, so the, yeah, the canal outside the eardrum, that that can also get an inflammation on. 
in, in the same way that your skin gets irritated, the inside of the ear also gets irritated. And that's what we call an otitis externa. So otitis meaning ear, external meaning external ear, canal. And that's an inflammation. And that can either be bacterial, fungal, or just uh, like an, a dermatitis or an eczema type thing because mm. it's irritated. Mm. And often you just need some eardrops and that sorts itself out. But the middle ear is a bit more, like Afrikaans people say, unclavicled, a bit more complicated. Yeah. So when you when you start getting things draining out of that external canal, if you start seeing something draining, it's either going to be wax, or it's going to be some kind of fluid that's happening because there's an like Mike said, an irritation, an inflammation, an infection from something that's in there, something that's scratched it, something that's damaged it. Um, just like when you scratch your skin, it becomes a bit red and inflamed, a bit yellow mm -hmm. and pussy. The same thing, but then it's going to drain out the canal. Um, but the the problem is that, and even blood, you know, if you've heard, mm. that if you, you can get blood draining from a from a local area of irritation or trauma. But the problem is that you can also have middle ear problems where the eardrum has bulged so much because of the pressure and it's popped, and you now get pussy stuff coming out of the ear canal. Then you don't want to be messing with that. That needs to be properly examined. Yeah. And also, if the eardrum ruptures for whatever reason, so even loud sound, it can cause bleeding. The, the other thing is that when the, when the ear has fluid in it for any reason, it's not comfortable. Yeah. It's not really unhappy. But you certainly, you don't need to be rushing for antibiotics just because mm. you're seeing a bit of fluid, fluid in the middle ear. Yeah. You can concentrate on keeping the nose clear, riding out the week or two of infection, uh, of the viral infection in the nose. And yes, in that situation, mm. things will. And what's interesting, just to wrap up, is that children that have prolonged fluid in the ears like the young children, when they're starting to learn to speak, if they prolong fluid, they actually speak like they're underwater because mm. that's what they hear. Mm. All right. If your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.com co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on facebook at two peter in a podcast at two peter in a podcast two not the numerical two this is our disclaimer the information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion we're giving it to you for your own information please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.